water CEOs fleece the public. Figures from the National Audit Office, the NAO, last year revealed that over the three decades that have elapsed since the water industry was denationalized in 1989, water bills have increased by 40% above inflation. Over the past 10 years, meanwhile, shareholders' dividends have paid out more than £13.5 billion. Shareholders are making a killing whilst the nation's water infrastructure is falling apart. Currently, the main beneficiaries of Thames Water's shareholder bonanza hail from Canada and Kuwait, from which distance the question of what might constitute responsible stewardship of Britain's water supply can hardly loom large. When the industry was privatised in 1989, the territory was carved up between different monopolies. There was no competition between the lucky franchise holders and little concern about the plight of households having to pay rising bills whilst the privateers drag their feet over fixing the estimated 3 billion litres of water leaking out of the pipes every day across the country. As the then CEO of Thames Water, Steve Robertson, whinged to a standard journal in 2017, the, quote, Trouble is, there are 3,200 kilometres of these things running down the middle of every major street in London. They've all got to be replaced. But the question is, in what order and over what period of time? They're very deep and very, very tricky to understand. With neither public accountability nor the spur of competition to trouble their profit-taking, the water companies have become openly contemptuous about what view the public at large might be taking to such an extent that the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee has been prodded into administering a slap on the wrist, protesting that at the current rate of leakage, amounting to 20% of the country's daily usage, Britain will be running out of water within 20 years. Most galling of all is the sight of water company directors awarding themselves massive payouts after having signally failed in their task of fixing the leaks and delivering an affordable water supply, prompting the regulator off what to warn that the pay levels of top executives have damaged customer trust. The Times reported on this summer's annual filing of, exec of executive payouts, detailing the unbridled greed and overweening insolence of the privateers. Quote, Steve Robertson, 62, the former boss of Thames Water who left the company last year, received a £2.8 million payoff. It included a £2 million ex-gratia payment because he had not received any bonuses during his three-year tenure due to the company's chronic failures on leaks." Quote. So to make up for having forfeited bonuses, withheld because the company he ran abysmally failed to patch up the leaks, Robertson was given an extra £2 million tip on his departure. The Times continues, that news follows revelations in the Times of the bonanza promised to his successor the most generous package ever offered in the sector. Sarah Bentley, 48, who was poached from Severn Trent, has been hired on the promise of a £12 million three-year deal, including a £3 million golden hello in compensation for loss of bonuses at her former employer. Further, Liv Garfield, 44, the chief executive of Severn Trent, 
was paid £2.7 million last year, a rise of 10%, including £1.8 million in bonuses. Steve Mogford, 64, Chief Executive of United Utilities, the North West England supplier, was paid £2.5 million, a rise of 5%, of which nearly £1.6 million were bonuses. Chris Laughlin, 67, the Chief Executive of the South West Water Group, Pennon, had a pay rise of 60%, taking his earnings to £2.1 million, of which £1.4 million was bonuses. These are neither workers by hand nor by brain, but parasites of a dying system that is moribund to the core and ripe for overthrow. As a first step, the water company should be expropriated and the water industry brought into public ownership.